This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Welcome to Learn Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelic, and Pharmaceutics with Dr. O, a clinical pharmacist specialized in medicinal herbs. Come learn about the alternative ways to improve your health and well-being using the healing power of botanicals like cannabis and psychedelics. Here is your host, Lola Ahanba. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics with Dr. Ho. So glad you are here to join me again. I'm your host, Dr. Lola, also known as Dr. O. I'm a clinical pharmacist certified in medical cannabis. I am the founder of WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness company. On this show, we help you level up on your wellness journey, saving money and avoiding adverse reaction using the powers of uh, plant medicine. We don't just focus on plant medicine. Also, we also look at the traditional pharmaceutics and how we can biohack all these products that we have out there. I'm glad that you are here with me. I personally help healthcare professionals, dispensary, and plant medicine lover, plant enthusiasts, plant curious folks like you that you are here with me today. To level up on your wellness journey, to help your client to level up on their wellness journey. And what does that do for them? That saves them money. It helps them to avoid adverse reaction. And what does that do for you as a business owner? As a business owner, when your client go out there and say, Hey, I went into social and so uh, establishment and I was helped. I was attended to. That gives you uh, credibility and it gives you more customer. Why? Because most of these folks, they're going to go back home and tell their friends and loved ones about their experience with you. And that is what I'm here to help you navigate. I mean, we all know the cost of healthcare is totally insane. So we have to begin to look for other alternative ways that we can manage our health and be able to do the things that we are placed here on this planet Earth to achieve our purpose in life. And I'm so glad that you are here with me today. On today's show, we're going to be looking at the roles that cannabis, cannabinoid can play, especially uh, CBD in particular can play in uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. We also known as ADHD or ADD. That's what we're going to be going into today. But before we get there, I know most of you that have been here before, you know the rules, you know what's up. <laughs> we have to do our good house cleaning. So what is our good house cleaning? The first one we're going to clean out is our disclaimer. This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your clinician for all your medical needs. Do not start or stop any medication without talking to your doctor. So that's that about a good house cleaning. The second one is that when you are given something, when people do stuff for you, ah, we have to say thank you. So I'm so glad to say thank you to our sponsor. This show is sponsored by WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness company. 
At WCI Health, we help people get and stay well using the healing powers of botanical. They are also the uh, makers of Glows and Glows Beauty. All your cosmetics, hemp-based cosmetics. Glows is a beauty product for your skin, for your hair, for your face. They also even have product for your pets. They have a Glows Pest Conditioning and Shampoo. That is a, a, a pack of a shampoo with a conditioner. So it's a two-in-one. And at WCI Health, they also have educational series for you. I mean, with the way cannabis, a plant medicine generally, especially cannabis, has been demonized for generations, it's going to take a whole village. <laughs> it's going to take a lot for us to begin to educate our people about the potential benefit, the amazing uh, beauty that God has given us, especially in this plant called cannabis. So WCI Health with their clinician is putting together uh, evidence-based uh, evidence educational series where you can learn more stuff about this plan and how you can biohack it for your own good, for your wellness journey, not just even for your wellness journey, for your clients and family members too. So they have a cannabis as medicine masterclass. I mean, other series of masterclasses. Also, they also have their membership series, Health Equals Wealth membership series. So you want to go to the website and check that out. So I want to say thank you to our sponsor, our Patreon sponsors, all of you that are sponsoring on, on Patreon, on Apple Podcasts, our subscription, and also those of you that have enrolled in Health Equals Wealth membership. Without you, we cannot even begin to think about this show. So thank you guys so much for being there. And if you are yet to join our tribe, if you are yet to join our village, because I normally say it's going to take a whole village. So if you are yet to join us, please feel free to join us. We need you here. We want you here. Join our tribe. Subscribe to the show. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe uh, to be part of our uh, sponsor on Patreon. And another way you can support us is by joining our Healthy Course Wealth membership. On this uh, membership series every week, uh, I record 10 minutes uh, video that can help you level up on your wellness journey. It's pretty short, fast, it uh, doesn't take time. I know we are all busy. So go check it out on our website, wci-health.com. Finally, you can now pre-register for our Masterclass Cannabis as Medicine Masterclass. For those that register for the Masterclass, they're going to be getting uh, also my mini uh, Masterclass. is Cannabis, my ticket to a good night's sleep. I know sometimes uh, I do put some of this stuff uh, on the podcast, but that is just a trailer. That is just a tip of the iceberg. So if you want the whole details of all this uh, details of all this uh, content, you have to sign up for that masterclass, and you're gonna get uh, is cannabis my ticket to a good night's sleep, uh, absolutely free. You're also gonna get a copy of my book, A Pharmacist Guide to Cannabis: Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician, for free. 
And I mean, you need to go on my IG and see what folks are saying about the book. It's a game, game changer. That book, you need it. If you are a dispensary, you need to put it in the hands of your client. That saves your bartender a lot of time. It helps them. It makes you the smartest in the room. Uh, it's not my word. It's what folks are saying about it because it gives you the tools for the client to be able to choose what can be, what uh, cannabinoid and what topping they are going to be able to use. We also cover routes of administration. We cover a lot in the book. It's a, it's a 50-page uh, book, but it's packed with golden nuggets. So if you are yet to pick your copy, you want to go ahead and get it on my website, wci-health.com. And for those that are out of the country, you can have it on Kindle version or the paperback version on Amazon.com. So if you are out of United States, go check it out on Amazon. If you are here in United States, I would prefer you pick it up from my website, wci-health.com. Oh, the other way you could get it is just go ahead and sign up for your uh, for the masterclass. That's another way to get it. And for those people that are under that in a, a membership series or you are uh, with our Apple Podcast or Patreon, I record exclusive uh, episode of this podcast that is not listed, that is not uploaded on the general platform. Just for you guys, just to say thank you. And these are filled with extra stuff. So if you are yet to join us, do join us today. And finally, for my good house cleaning today, I'm really active on social, especially clubhouse. We are doing an amazing thing there. That is a great platform. So we have Cannabis Psychedelic Club. There's a lot of cannabis psychedelic club out there. You want to make sure you follow the one that I am hosting. And the other way you can do that is follow me on social. If you follow me on social, you will be able to go into the rooms that I'm going into. And my handle on Clubhouse is at Cannabis Doctor. Another uh, club we host on Clubhouse is RS Consultation Corner. And part of that is the fact that there are a lot of folks out there that are, yes, not into the plant medicine yet. They are not there yet. So even some folks are even still in the closet. I call it cannabis closet, you know. So we started RS Consultation Corner to be able to help these folks navigate uh, on their conventional uh, therapy, pharmaceutics. It's kind of like you having your own uh, special pharmacies. I mean, these days when you go to the pharmacy, the pharmacies don't even have the time to be able to explain to you what your medicine is supposed to do. And it's not their fault. I mean, the uh, corporation, there's so much gold, there's so much target that these folks are, have to be, have to do. So it's really, really tough out there for, for the clinicians generally so that is why i started rs consultation corner so you can have that resource to come in and ask questions so go check it out so like i said today we are looking into the role cannabis cannabinoid can play in uh managing adhd which is attention deficit disorder 
And when I say cannabinoid, for those of some of you us that don't know what that is, here on this show, we try to break it down to people. People, uh, folks, a lot of folks don't, uh, they get, they get, uh, intimidated when we, they start hearing all this, uh, big medical jargons, these big names. And here on this show, part of what I'm trying to do is to break it down to average person's level. So you can begin to learn, uh, what you need in your wellness journey. So when we talk about cannabinoid, we're just talking about uh, some of the compound that we found in the cannabis plants. And cannabinoid generally is uh, synonymous to cannabis plant because, I mean, we are beginning to find out that there are some plants, there are some other plants that have a little bit of cannabinoid in it. But when you talk about cannabinoid, it's just specifically uh Related to cannabis plants, these are your CBD, THC, CBG. That is what we call cannabinoid. You even have a beta caryophyllin that does the work of cannabis and also does the work of a topping. And for those of you uh, that uh, don't know what topping is or you want to know more about toppings, uh, it's a, a lot of it is in my book, but I've been doing series on other toppings that is not even in the book. Topping is uh, it's a gift that keep giving unto us. Nature keep giving us more. So most of the toppings are covered in the Healthy Courseware membership, and some of them are also posted exclusively for our supporters on Patreon and uh, Apple subscribers as well. So you want to check those uh, levels out if you want to know more about topping. So like I was saying, uh, uh, cannabis uh, has been demonized for many generations, but this plant has so many properties. So today we are going to look at the role it plays in attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which is known as ADHD. A lot of the time when you talk about ADHD, what comes to people's mind is some keys. Uh, ha, they, they, they just like keys. Uh, oh. But ADHD is not just synonymous to children. Adults are also affected. And part of what we are saying is that a lot of uh, grown-ups, a lot of adults, they don't even get diagnosed because they, everybody have had this pre-notion that, oh, his kids uh, disorder, his kids being hyperactive. Let's even talk about kids for once. Have you ever heard of the saying, kids are kids, or boys will be boys? <laughs> yes, we've all heard that. We were <laughs> Growing up, they'll say, oh, boys will be boys, kids will be kids. But when does uh, boys being boys become boys being hyperactive when do you go from kids being kids to kids being deficient in attention that they don't they are they are deficient because when you don't have something when you're not paying attention that's deficiency when do we go from there so what is really uh adhd how, how can we look at this uh disorder uh there was a studies that was done and shows that at up to 10% of children and at least 5% of adults exhibit behavior that cannot just be destructive to life and school, but also to, uh, also to families and work, work relationship. 
this distraught, this behavior, when you look at it in the adult, it causes destruction to family life. It causes destruction to relationship, family relationship. And as in the case of the kids, you realize that these children is affecting their schoolwork. It's affecting their relationship with their friends. So, uh, especially in the adults, a lot of them, like I said, they're not even aware that this, this stuff is going on. They don't even know that this is a disorder that they have. So what are the signs and symptoms? How can we uh, begin to pay attention and find a way to begin to realize that this is something that we have to address? So when we are talking about ADHD in adults, some of the symptoms that we need to look out for are the uh, multiple job loss. People tend to lose. They just keep losing jobs. They can't keep their job together. And relationship problem are some of the uh, some of the symptoms that we see in adults. When we are talking about uh, children, it generally starts around the age 12 years old. That's when we begin to see the manifestation of this disorder. But it's not limited to 12 years old. We've seen it in as young children as young as 3 years old. Sometimes symptoms can be mild. It can also be moderate. And in some cases, it can be uh, very severe. And ADHD is commonly seen in men than compared to the female, uh, female counterpart. When you talk about men, because we have different types of uh, ADHD, and I'm going to be going into details about the subtypes that we have shortly. So when we are looking at the men, men are always showing more of uh, hyperactive uh, symptoms. Why the women, the female part, are always more of the inattentive uh, manifestation of this disorder. And I know some of you are wondering, Dr. O, how can we differentiate these, uh, these different types? Like I said, we have three main subtypes. We have the inattentive uh, subtype. What are the symptoms of the inattentive? It, these are the situations whereby folks are, they easily forget stuff. They are non-responsive, especially in children. They are non-responsive. They don't focus very well. Their lack of attention to details. These skills can be disorganized. And all these symptoms, they are not just synonymous to the kids. When it comes to the adults specifically, lack of concentration is one of the major signs that we see. Inability to multitask. And poor time management. You just can't manage the time. Sometimes people say, oh, it's procrastination. Can't just manage the time. Their indecision is is a major uh, is a major issue too. I know, <laughs> I know when I when I'm going through this preparing uh, for this uh, this particular episode, and I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> this kind of sounding a lot like me, you know. This is really sounding like me. I know some of us are listening to this. I'm like, oh, this is really uh me, I mean, we probably, a lot of us probably have traces of this uh, disorder, these symptoms in us. And because adults, like I said, we hardly get diagnosed. Most adults don't even get diagnosed. We just push it behind and keep pushing and keep uh, hustling and striving for it. But it is a real deal. I mean, the struggle is real, man. 
Anyway, that is the inattentive uh, part, uh, type of uh, uh, attention deficit, ADHD. When we look at the hyperactive, then we also have the hyperactive. Then we have the impulsive uh, part. That there's a combination of the two. So when we are talking about the hyperactive or the impulsive part, part of the symptoms that we see is constant fidgeting, excessive talking. I mean, that person just keep talking, <laughs> talking and talking and talking. And you like, my goodness, I wish you would just stop. Please, can you just stop? I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah, sometimes it's not the person's fault, you know. There's that excessive talking. And there's that inability to sit still, especially in children. We shouldn't miss inability to still sit, especially in adults. Because we also have a disease called restless leg syndrome. So sometimes that's why I say some of the symptoms are so generic. Uh, this, uh, that these disorders can easily be misdiagnosed. There's also constant interruption. People that are suffering from this hyperactive and impulsive, uh, uh, type they can get easily bored they can be easily irritated you know so so some of these uh, symptoms are really generic and when you are looking at it you begin to like oh okay this kind of sounds like me but they have a uh, diagnostic tools in, that they can use to decide if this is actually adhd or is just something else going on so what are the risk factors? How do, how do people get this? Uh, what is even, first of all, what is the cause and what is the risk factor? Just like a lot of the disorder that we see sometimes, the cause of this disorder is not even really known. We don't really know, but it could be due to genetics. I mean, we don't choose where we are born, you know? Yeah, like I say, we cannot, we are not the one that choose where we are born. But it is what it is sometimes. Some of these things, we, we, we don't, uh, we are not responsible for it. It's not really us. We are who we are. And that is what, what, what it is. It is what it is, you know. So sometimes it could be due to the environmental factors. And some of the, uh, environmental factors that we can pay. I mean, there's so much pollution going on. Uh, the, the, there's so much going on around us. The environmental factors, some of them are just uh, radioactive air co uh, compounds that are in the air, in the ozone air. And some of those compounds could be lead. Oh, and lead are found mostly in old building paints and pipe. I mean, we all, especially those of us that are here in the state, we all remember that incident with uh, Flint, uh, Michigan, where the water was polluted. And these kids were having symptoms of lead poisoning. I mean, environmental toxin can be really, really devastating, not just to a family, but to the whole community uh, as a whole. Then we have uh, air pollution. I mean, there's so much toxin that is being released in the air uh, every day. And, and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into the politics of, uh, uh, of environmental pollution right now. But it is real. The struggle is really real. The other uh, risk, risk factor could be substance abuse during pregnancy. And when we talk about substance abuse, we are not just, just talking about uh, 
like what so-called uh, illicit drug, you know. There are even traditional pharmaceuticals that people take during pregnancy that could predispose uh, a mom or a child to this disorder. So we want to be careful and we want to check, look out for that. Other uh, risk factor could be excessive alcohol, and also tobacco or cigarette smoking. I mean, and this uh, that's why they are fighting so hard to prevent uh, legal, full uh, federal legalization of cannabis. Because when you look at this cigarette, the kind of junk that they peel put in there, poison. Basically, some of these stuffs are straight up poison, man. And they sell it to 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 people. They advertise it to to children. It's crazy, you know. The other thing that we need to look out for, sometimes we are not able to control this factor, is a premature birth. They have more tendency to show this symptom. And it could also be uh, as a result of the food that we eat, especially sugar. Sugar is being implicated in uh, in our risk for ADHD. Sugar. sugar is sweet, but sugar can really, really be very dangerous in so many ways. I mean, look at diabetes. You would think, oh my God, sugar is good. But at the same time, we have to be very careful when we are dealing with these things. So uh, children, especially children with ADHD, not just children, but mostly children with ADHD, apart from the risks that we saw up, uh, that we just listed, They've also been shown to have other behavioral disorder as a result of uh, that could easily be linked to ADHD. And some of those uh, disorder also include uh, autistic spectrum, kids being on the autistic spectrum. Sometimes they can have a mood disorder and it will make sense. Imagine being in class and you are the one that the teacher keeps telling, oh, Johnny, sit down. Oh, Johnny, face front. It can become very embarrassing and poor Johnny is sitting down there and doesn't even know why he is doing what he, he is doing and he really don't want to do that. So this can result in depression, in a mood disorder like depression in some cases, not just in children, but also in adults. These kids can become defiant because when you start continuously picking on me in class as a teacher, and you keep saying, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. At the end of the day, these kids can become defiant. Then sometimes there can be learning disability. And most of the time you see anxiety and, uh, obsessiveness and it's not because uh this uh these folks just want you get anxious even at work if you are if it's an adult that's suffering from this disorder you start getting anxious because you don't want to forget some of the major tasks you are supposed to be responsible for and as a child you don't know what is what's going to happen at the playground or what's going to happen at school today so there's that anxiety that begins to set in as well so how can we manage uh, this disorder? What can we do? Conventional therapy. First of all, whenever we are talking about management of a disorder or a disease, we want to try the non-pharmacological uh, therapy first. And when I say non-pharmacological therapy, basically I'm talking about mostly behavioral uh, therapy or diet or exercise that's what we want to use first before we start going into medicine and things like that. 
So some of the, uh, when it comes to ADHD, some of the uh, non-pharmacological ways we could employ, especially when it comes to children, is a behavioral therapy. And what, when I say behavioral therapy, what am I really talking about? Basically, we are really talking about rewarding good behavior. I know some folks will say, boy, it's not like they are doing it intentionally. This is a brain wiring. And the way we respond to what is going on will also affect uh, uh, the psychic of whoever is going through this disorder, be it children or even adults. So we want to reward good behavior. And when there is a bad behavior there, we want to give time out. I mean, <laughs> we have to we have to discipline our kids, not in an abusive way, but uh, love. We have to discipline in love as well. You know, tough love. Sometimes we have to show tough love, not just to the kids, but to an adult as well. So the other non-pharmacological therapy we could deploy is counseling. We want to use uh, talk therapy, uh, social skill. Those are what we want to do, talk therapy, counseling. And also we want to look out for educational services, like services that will be able to teach kids social skills. And like I just said, we have to guide with love. We are, it's a tough love. We'll be firm, but we also show it in love. So if we have tried a non-pharmacological way and there's still a struggle there, what are the pharmacological therapy, the medication, the conventional therapy that is used out there? One of the main, uh, the first line of therapy when it comes to attention deficit and uh, all the disorder in that spectrum is stimulants. That is the first line that is being used. And people will be like, this is really counterintuitive, really. I mean, somebody is hyperactive and you are giving them stimulants again. What's up with that? You know, what's up with that? But the bottom line is that uh, the brains of uh, people that are suffering from ADHD, studies have shown that their brain is deficient in neurotransmitter uh, like dopamine and not epinephrine. And I know. So don't worry about those, those terms. These are just chemicals that control a lot of our behavior, a lot of things in our body. In the brain, we have all this neurotransmitter that is responsible for what is going on. So in the case of uh, people that are suffering from uh, ADHD, studies show that they have deficiency in this neurotransmitter that is supposed to be a stimulant. It's supposed to stimulate uh, you. So because their brain is deficient, first of the way to treat it they is uh, bringing in stimulant. And uh, one of the stimulants, the central nervous system, the stimulants that it tends to be used is uh, uh, the adderals. The, these are the amphetamine salts. These are the amphetamine salts. And we also have Vivens, uh, Consada, which is uh, methylphenidate, Ritalin, Focalin, Desmethylphenidate. These are some of the agents that we have out there. But yeah, it's good if we do uh, stimulants and all this stuff. But part of what we are going through, part of what we see is the side effects sometimes makes it unbearable for the sufferer to even be compliant with this medicine. 
Some of the side effects that you see with stimulant, it's just like you taking excessive coffee. If you have never taken coffee before, but even on a higher level, some of the side effects that we tend to see are nervousness and sleeplessness. I mean, if you have gone all day, be you are a, an adult or a young child that have gone to school all day, and you come home, and as a result of your medicine, you are not even able to sleep. That is problematic right there. Sometimes these kids are not even able to eat. They not, and not just the kids. It affects uh, adults too. We have decreased appetite. In the case of children, that can become problem. But one, one other way is especially for violence. Uh, violence, uh, there's uh, less, there's uh, amphetamine. That, that, uh, that particular agent uh, is, tends to be hacked, is bow hacked for his the ability to be able to help people to lose weight. <laughs> That's a golden journey that just gave people that are looking for alternatives to weight loss. So this, when, when, when children are not able to eat, then other things can result as well. Other side effects that we see with stimulants are health-related issues like high blood pressure. And so for children that, or people that already have uh, high blood pressure uh, or increased heart rate, for people that already have cardiac-related issues, they want to make sure you consult with your doctor. The doctor have to do the paperwork, the blood work, to make sure they are even candidates for this agent. So what am I really saying? So for children or for adults that have cardiac related issue, they are not even candidates for this agent. So what's going to happen? How are we going to manage those type of people? That is what we need to begin to focus on, to begin to look for alternative ways where we can begin to manage some of these diseases and disorders. Because one size doesn't fit all. And when we are talking about plant medicine, does that mean everybody is a candidate? No, everybody is not a candidate for plant medicine. But at the same time, we need to start doing uh, uh, multi-level assessment and see what works for one person might not work for another person. So apart from the traditional uh, uh, stimulants like uh, Adderall, some of the other agents that is out there is the Stratera. It's also called Atomocetine. And we also tend to use antidepressant like Bupropion uh, to manage some of this uh, disorder. Like uh, Bupropion is your Webutrin sustain, uh, extended release uh, uh, type. But when it comes to using antidepressant, we want to be extremely careful, especially when it comes to children, teenagers, uh, adolescents. There is the potential for suicide ideation uh, when it comes to using antidepressant, especially in this population. Part of why I do this uh, room is to give you some of these things that you need when you go to your primary uh, physician or your clinicians or whoever is managing your health. It gives you uh, a way uh, a way to be able to ask questions about some of the things that is being suggested to you and to be yourself, your own advocate, to be able to say, whoa, 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 what about this? What about that? Patient, you have to be, uh, you as a patient, you have to be your own advocate 
And that's part of why I'm bringing this uh, knowledge-based uh, podcast to you. So basically, when it comes to antidepressants, use, you need to pay attention to uh, the potential for suicide ideation, maybe the talk, thinking like that. We have to be aware of that. The other agent that is out there that is being used is Intunif, which is guanfacin, and also clonidine. In the case of clonidine, this also catapress or capve. In the case of clonidine, that can also help with uh, high blood pressure and heart-related conditions. So this clonidine, if they are using clonidine, is not also only going to help with the uh, symptoms of ADHD because it's a blood uh, blood pressure medicine. It's also going to help with uh, for folks that have a high blood pressure. But for folks that doesn't have high blood pressure, if you are put on clonidine, you want to be able to monitor your blood pressure because you don't want your blood pressure to drop too low. And that could cause syncope, what we call syncope, which will result in fainting, and that could be dangerous. So we want to be uh, pay attention to that. So if we have tried all this uh, therapy, non-pharmacological therapy, pharmacological therapy, even uh, even though they have their side effects, if we have tried all this stuff uh, and it is still not working, in what ways, how can we harness cannabis, uh, cannabinoid? What are the roles of cannabinoid? How can cannabinoids help uh, in the management of a disorder like this? Cannabis has been shown to have the same uh, similar effect to dopamine, uh, similar to stimulant. Basically, cannabis has been shown to have uh, dopaminergic uh, uh, properties that is similar to what we see in all those CNS stimulants. So for people that are having these symptoms or this disorder, when they bring in cannabis, it kind of behaves uh, to help them increase their dopamine level, similar to the way the stimulant does work. Studies shows that reduction. Okay, according to uh, users, cannabis helps them to manage the, some of their symptoms of uh, ADHD. So, anecdotal evidence from a cannabis user, they testified to the fact that it does help in, in the management of their symptoms. Also, clinical studies that was done uh, by Peter Strasbeck and, and, and his friends in 2007 also showed that cannabis uh, has a positive impact on performance. It has a positive impact on behavior and a mental state of patient of people subject that was enrolled in this clinical trial. And also in uh, 2003, uh, there was an article pub- published in uh, PubMed that shows that uh, they are re- they analyze uh, anecdotal analysis of over 2,000 uh, current users of cannabis. They reported that when they are not on cannabis, their symptoms seems to increase. So. These studies was uh, uh, anecdotal uh, studies that was done, kind of a survey of over 2,000 uh, subjects. And they find out from these subjects that when they are not on their cannabis, their symptoms of uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder seems to go through the roof compared to when they are on 
on cannabis. They also shows that the cannabinoid receptor was indirectly linked to the regulatory control. So basically, the receptor is also part of the regulatory control. That was what these studies are reporting. So uh, what role uh, what role does diet plays in this? Because earlier we were mentioning the fact that sugar is also being implicated in this disease. So what role does diet play? According to the article that was published in 2013 in the Journals of uh, Psychiatry uh, Journal, they found out that a third of the children with ADHD shows improvement in symptoms after their diet was modified with fatty acid supplement. When we talk about fatty acid supplement, we are talking about the unsaturated fatty acid, not the saturated one. And also, these children were also noticed that when it's not just uh, modifying their diet with fatty acid, they also uh, modify their diet by taking out all this uh, artificial coloring, artificial flavoring, and artificial preservatives, that when they take all this out of this children's diet, the symptom it shows improvement. There was improvement in, in this uh in their symptom. And also when we are talking about fatty supplement, fatty acid, uh, fatty acid is very essential, especially on saturated very fatty acid, is very essential for our brain function. That is how the brain grows. It's very, very important to, uh, for cholesterol. Helps with the brain too. Yeah, some of these things, when we hear it, we think, oh, it's not always all bad. And CBD and hemp oil and other cannabinoids has also been shown to be very rich in unsaturated fatty acid. Some of the unsaturated fatty acid that we see in CBD oil or hemp oil are omega-3 fatty acid, omega-6 fatty acid, and linoleic acid. These are essential fatty acid for the brain. And we find tends to find it a lot in, in CBD and CBD and hemp oil. So these are part of the ways we could begin to incorporate CBD in particular, CBD oil, hemp oil, in the diet of, of people suffering from this disorder. The unsaturated fatty acids have also been shown to be essential for the brain health, like I just mentioned, but can reduce the risk of metabolic disease like high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, and heart disease. So basically, we are not just using this fatty acid, this essential fatty acid. When we have this unsaturated fatty acid like uh, the one we see in CBD and hemp oil, they, are, they help us to even maintain, to manage cholesterol and diabetes. Because part of the problem going on with those disorders is there's a saturated fatty acid that is aggregating in the vessels and causing blood, uh, clo uh, blood, uh, uh, clogging the, the, the vessels up. So when your ve blood vessels is clogged up, blood is not able to flow easily. Then one can have a stroke or heart attack. The other thing that does is that there's this accumulation of this fat that can result in uh, diabetes, eventually result in obesity, or it can even result in other cardiac-related issues. 
So CBD oil and hemp oil is something we want to consider when we are talking about ADHD. And that's our show for today. I hope you guys have enjoyed today. If you are loving what we do and you want us to continue, please, 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 please leave us a comment. Go to your platform, your podcast platform and leave us a comment. This comment will help us a great deal. And also for those of you that are yet to subscribe to the show, don't just subscribe to the show. Ask people to join and, and subscribe as well. Invite people to our village. I call it a village. So it takes a village. Invite folks to join our, our tribes. And for those of you uh, that are on Clubhouse, join me on Cannabis Psychedelic Club and RS Consultation Corner. The details will be uh, in profile and in bio. That's where good stuff happens. And if you are yet to register for my masterclass, Cannabis as Medicine Masterclass, this is an amazing course. You want to take it. And what do I cover? We cover endocannabinoid system extensively. We cover the entourage effect. We cover toppings. We cover uh, mental health like depression. We cover pain. We cover autoimmune disorder like lupus, irritable bowel syndrome. It's a lot that is there. And for those that are also registered, they are also going to get my mini class. It's cannabis, my ticket to a good night's sleep. Other than that, remember to grab a copy of your pharmacist, a pharmacist guide to cannabis perspective of a non-conforming clinician. For those of you that register for the masterclass, you are going to get the book for free. If you already bought your book, you can also gift it out to your families or friends. That's what's up. <laughs> anyway, glad you guys are here. I'm so, so happy. Go out there and have an amazing day. And until next time, remember health equals wealth. Bye, guys. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform. Support the show by becoming a patron and donating on our Patreon page or on our website. For more information, visit our website at www.wci-health.com. Until next time, health equals wealth.